0: Welcome to On the Pitch. This is Danny. And uh, alongside me I have Bryce uh, representing Sporting KC, of course. He's got like three things going on. Uh, I do have a jersey, uh, but I could not let him one up me. I, I do, I've brought a scarf. This is Lenny United. I got that going on. This was an inaugural match, I think I got this. Also, got another scarf. This is uh this is a oh, nice almost. little uh uh, Day of the Dead theme, uh, Día de los Muertos. So
1: that's pretty awesome. It.
0: Got it. Yeah, now you got to rep my my Hispanic pride. Then I got this one. This is pretty generic. It's got Tennessee on it though, and that's my second home. So that's pretty awesome. We're gonna throw that one on, uh, and we're not done. Uh, so we're gonna we're gonna grab this one too. And I don't know. You may not recognize this, Bryce, but this was uh, uh, from 2018, and that was actually when Atlanta United won. Uh, this right here, which is uh, the MLS Cup. Not sure if you recognize that. It's been a little while for you guys. We'll throw that on, I'm very, I'm very warm right now, uh, but, uh, you know, it's, it's the, the price you have to pay for pride. And then uh, we got a hat, too. Uh, and this is also an MLS champions hat. So, I think we're ready now. <laughs> I, I think I think we're, we're about ready to go. This is...
1: <laughs> Oh shit! I love it. I love it. Yeah, he definitely. Uh, he won up me. Uh, Good. He definitely won up me. But uh Good. Hey, I'm not going to be the one sweating my ass off in the car. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. If if I have to sweat to
0: to will Atlanta United into the is back triumph, then I will do it.
1: Speaking I Speaking of MLS's back, that tournament starts tomorrow night at eight o'clock. It
0: does. It does. It, it's finally happening. I, it, it's been very sad missing all of that. Uh, it, it was going to be a glorious summer uh, for was. MLS. I was, I, was, I was geared up. I was going to be like, man, I'm going to come back, come back from Costa Rica, and we're just going to like hit all these Atlanta United games. It's going to be awesome. Have all these lower league games to watch, man. It's going to be for great. Sure. And then, obviously, none of that happened. I came from Costa Rica a little bit sooner than I wanted to, and there was no soccer to watch, so so none of that uh, happened like we planned. Uh, but uh, yeah, so obviously there's there's uh, there's been a lot of controversy, and and we'll get to uh, some of the teams that that have had their plans altered uh, later on. But I guess it, it's just been kind of a weird moment in time. Even as soccer comes back, it's not coming back the way that uh, that we would have expected we it to want it to.
1: But right. At least correct. It's coming back. The mo- most important thing is it's coming back. That's, right, that's all
0: right. I care about this point. Yep. I, I'm, I'm happy to have soccer to watch for sure. Um, and, yeah, so it's, we, we, it's coming back, like, now. Like, tomorrow. It is. Tomorrow. We actually have an MLS match to watch. It, it's, it's an amazing feeling just saying those words out loud. And it's not just any old match either. This is the, the dawn of what I assume will be a, a pretty strong rivalry. For
1: sure. For sure. Um, tomorrow we have 8 o'clock p.m. We have uh, Inter Miami and uh, Orlando City playing against each other, so it's in-state rivalry. Um, I mean, you really can't say it's a rivalry yet because we don't know these two teams how they're how it's going to be playing each other. But I think there might be some bad blood. You never know, though.
0: Yeah, I mean, I would assume there is, and I, I have visions of of uh, uh, LAFC and uh, LA Galaxy in my mind where that was just an instant classic, you know, it just, it has been ever since they started playing even beforehand, you know, cause there Old was this dog. idea of, of big brother, little brother that was kind of flipped on its head because LAFC dominated instantly. It was, it was a really cool setup. It's funny cause I almost think it's going to be the exact opposite, but it's going to work the same way. Cause obviously Orlando's trash. Like they're, they're absolute yeah. garbage, complete. That's not up for debate at all. I hate them with a passion. And they are horrible. Probably the worst team ever. Uh, but then also, I hate Inter-Miami, and they're also going to probably be pretty trash. I mean, they, yep. they're, they're, their organization skills are really poor. Uh, they, they've really not shown a whole lot of uh, advance notice in, like, signing their coach even. Like, it no, was, like, really what, been... a few weeks beforehand that they announced their coach? Um hey, maybe they knew this was gonna happen and it didn't matter. Maybe they knew they were only gonna get like one game and they're like, eh, it's fine. We're not really gonna play until July. Maybe they predicted this whole thing. That's that's my theory. They they knew they, they created COVID. Inner Miami is at fault for the entire COVID nineteen virus. That's that's my prediction. Uh, you heard it here first. Uh, but uh, but no, I mean in all seriousness, neither of these teams is expected to do a whole lot on the field, no. whether it's in the MLS stack or in any other MLS competition. Like there, it's not going to be El, El Tráfico in the quality of the play. But I it think won't. it's almost it's almost going to be something similar in that they're both evenly matched. It's probably going to mean a lot towards the bottom of the table. This is a, a, a matchup that both of these teams look at and they say this is our opportunity to get three points really quickly and and kind of catapult ourselves into a position to go through. This is also the group with six teams in it. It's a group that you absolutely have to capitalize on every opportunity you get. Uh, And for both these teams, they're not going to have many more uh, positive matchups than this. Uh, This is, this is their chance to uh, start a local rivalry, of course, but also, looking at you know, trying to get in that top two by some miracle, uh, it, they, they're going to have to start right now. There's, there's no way around it.
1: Yep. This is a, uh, this is a must win for both teams. It uh, is. I, I, Well, obviously one's going to go on. Um, there's really, I mean, if you lose this game, it's very, very tough to bounce back. And I mean, that's really, game, buddy. yeah, yeah, exactly. And like, really like, when you lose that first game, it's really what you want to happen is you need to have the right teams lose. And the goal differential is also a very important factor.
0: Yeah. Now you're just playing into fortune. And, yeah. and I mean, it, it's, it's like just even in a World Cup format, four teams, two advance, two don't. Losing that first game is, is very often catastrophic. It, like you said, you need a lot of stuff to, to work out in your favor. You really need the stars to align to get through that group uh, and now you add two more teams to the mix that's a very difficult situation very so you, it, even a draw is going to be a, a very tough uh, way to start and especially as one of these two teams that's not expected to be uh, kind of in the upper echelon of this group uh, they're going to have a lot of work to do so you really look at this match and you say both these teams are going to be fighting hard uh, whether they have the the touch and the quality of play that uh, we don't necessarily expect from coming out of quarantine and this being their first real match in a long time uh, without even any real friendly matches or anything. Uh, I, I don't know if the quality of play will be there, but the uh, the effort is certainly going to be there. And the resolve to win those three points is going to be really through the roof. So we'll yes. uh, hopefully we see a lot of energy if nothing else.
1: Yeah. And, um, and like, a, and, Like I said before, like this is like it this is like uh as if the regular season didn't even start. Didn't even Mm. start. Right. You're they have to treat it as their first game. And but the season did start. And this is what also is good about this tournament is the points that they earn with the win actually goes towards their regular season. Right. And so really and it means something, even like I mean Like, like we said, like every point matters, like it's going down to the wire, especially in this, especially in the 16, in the 16 format group, this group in group A and every team needs to be on point. And, and obviously not every team's going to be on point. It's going to be two teams and, um, and goals need to be scored and defense needs to be played. Everything needs to go and come together.
0: Yeah. Yep, and it's, it's going to have to come together, and we don't know if it necessarily will, but one of these teams is going to show up. I, I really don't know which one. I wouldn't, I wouldn't really uh, have any reason to assume either one of them would, but at, at some point, one player, a group of players, somebody is going to step up, and I don't know who it's going to be yet uh, because, like I said, I, I don't think either team is very good at all. Uh, but I mean, it, yeah, and I, it pains me to say this, but you look at Orlando, and they have a couple of key players. They, yeah. they have a couple of guys that you can work around, um, and and Inter-Miami, of course, I don't know.
1: They, really they have Rodolfo, made a... They have Sorry to interrupt, but they do have uh, Rodolfo uh, Pizarro.
0: They do, and that's the one guy that I look at, that's and the I one say, guy. He could he could change the game. He could yep. impact this in a way that, that really helps Miami. Outside that, uh, they haven't exactly taken the, the Atlanta United or the LAFC approach where you make these big signings. Uh, maybe that works in their favor. Maybe they kind of shock the world and, and they've got this super balanced approach that they want to take. I don't see it personally, but I've been wrong before. Uh, and, and MLS is certainly a league full of surprises to say the least. Uh, mm-hmm. So really it's, especially in this kind of format with, with kind of everything at a pretty level playing field, nobody having, uh, the advanced training that they'd like to, it's anybody's game. Uh, so we'll see who, who has that effort and who has that resolve, who shows up uh, when it's most important and we'll, we'll see it all go down tomorrow night.
1: Yeah. Uh, and definitely, um, like you said, there's some key players for Orlando. Um, one of the players that uh, you, me, and um, Carlos actually talk about, who has been a little bit of a dry spell um, as of late in uh former SKC player, Dom Dwyer's um, striker. Uh, yes. You know, I really do think um, this might be a breakout year for him. I think he's going to come out of that slump. Um, he's got to get those looks. And uh, really, and all it comes down to is uh, Miami, not Miami, sorry, Orlando City's midfield. Mm. A lot of Dom's goals I've seen in his career have come off the through ball. Right, He had a great midfield system with, with sporting. With he those through balls, that he was had a quality like, midfield. Yeah, they had. I mean, they looked like they had Benny Fellhaber and Benny was one of the ones. I mean, in one of the years he actually had most assists in the league, and he was um, yeah, he was almost MVP. But anyways, they had Benny. They had uh, they had Roger Espinosa. They yeah. um, they had they had was, a few others. Was Mick Siskerud over there too, or am I no, making that up? Um, no, Mix was um, with he was a, uh, he was in New York. City. Uh, New York yep yes. that's right that's right yep. that's right i do i i do see where you come from because they are both the same color but yeah 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 that's right no i like i like same Nick, so.
0: neither of them have won in the past few years it, it, they all kind of blend together hey they wanted
1: we won in 2013 hey don't forget those u.s open cups there bro oh, <laughs> u.s open <laughs> cup we hey. won that more recently than you too we won that 2019 yeah. You did a, we won tw- I know we won in 2017, but hey, we have that, some titles. That's still outdated, man. We were barely <laughs> in, ex- in existence then.
0: What? 2017. <laughs> that's crazy. That's crazy. Well, it, that's recent for sporting fans.
1: It Yikes. is recent. Yep, it is. <laughs> well, as you can see, uh, Danny, Kane, and I have uh, a little bit of rivalry between our two teams. But, this is true. So let's... So let's get into this. Um, we recently just had a uh, team yesterday decide to drop out of them MLS. Is Indeed. Back Indeed, And It was a big team that I actually think I had going through. You did.
0: Yes. So that's one prediction uh, that we can we can cross off out the window. <laughs> yeah. it's like March Madness.
1: Yes, for sure. So the team is FC Dallas. Um, I don't. I really dig into detail of why but i think it, it will of course it was because of covid but i don't know if it was because if they were just too worried or if a few of their players got sick i didn't i didn't really go into fine detail about it
0: yeah so so essentially uh, what i understand is they've had quite a few players test positive, positive um and so i and i think it was like six seven players it wasn't like a couple players in the squad were positive it was like a majority of the starting 11 right. were positive. And at that point, it uh, for them, it didn't make sense. Um, and there's there's an argument that it didn't make sense whether you had any COVID tests at all or not. But um, it's especially concerning because a lot of those players were tested before they left for Orlando. Uh, they were tested weeks prior uh, and tested negative, obviously, if, if they were uh, allowed to, to start training and to – to make all the preparations, to even take the flight out. They were in Orlando. They were in the bubble. They were. Um, the other concerning thing is all the other teams were in the bubble, right? So now you, you've got Dallas in, in close and, – and, I mean, they're not team training against other clubs necessarily, um, but that's that's not necessarily a good look for the league when uh, a, a really a, a large swath of, of a team – uh, like you said, a team that's expected to, to do pretty strong things. But I mean, even put aside the, the on-field uh, aspect of things, uh, when you have that many players out of one side uh, that are testing positive, you, you start to think about, well, are protocols being followed? Um, is this bubble thing even something that's working at all? Uh, is this a good idea for anybody in the league? Um, it's it's got to put some kind of at least a drop of fear uh, in the back of a lot of people's minds if they didn't already have that. Um, and then you look at Carlos Vela, who's decided not to participate. He's got a pregnant wife at home, uh, young kids. Uh, it wasn't in his best interest. And uh, I think it's interesting because if you look at kind of the history of American sports and, and people who have kind of declined to participate in different things or who have kind of picked up injuries and decided they don't want to continue, they want to retire early, things like that. There's a lot of backlash. There's this. I think there's like this idea uh, in American sports that you just kind of like get her done you know you, you pick up and you carry on and you sacrifice everything for your sports team uh, but right now I, I've kind of been been getting a different vibe from supporters uh, and and maybe it's a special group out at LAFC that really supports their players uh, and I think it is a special supporters group they were in I think both our lists in the top 10 yes, last they were great uh, and group. deservedly so uh, they're they're really a great bunch but at the same time, I think it's a growing trend. I think it's kind of a change in the way that we see COVID nineteen compared to you know a personal injury or or something in the past. You know, it, this is this is different, man. This hits home for everybody. Uh, and so yep. I think it's it's just a very different scenario than anything we've seen in sports. Obviously, that's that's a pretty a given statement, a kind of a, a duh moment. But still, I mean, it, it kind of manifests itself in this ways where we see. Uh, an entire team just completely withdrawing and not a whole lot of people complaining because it kind of makes sense when there's that many people. You just, you don't want to put any more people at risk. Uh, You don't want to put other teams at risk. You don't want to put the tournament at risk, which it already kind of feels like it is. Um, It just, it's very disappointing for Dallas fans for the whole league, but it does feel like the right thing to do uh, by far, not even a question uh, in my mind personally. Uh, And the other thing is, Dallas is unfortunately not the only team. Uh, even Atlanta, they've had a couple of positive tests within the starting 11. Uh, that's been confirmed. And so we don't know who those players are, or at least as of when I most recently looked, we didn't know. Uh, they hadn't released those players, uh, their names. But, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of a, an interesting scenario where they're not the only team with positive cases. Um, if protocols weren't being followed in Dallas and it was just one positive case that started that, uh, who's next? Uh, and I, I've heard Nashville SC has uh, as many as eight potential positive cases uh, and five that are confirmed. So they could be next. Um, if we start seeing one, two, three, four clubs dropping out, um, that's uh, obviously not, uh, not what we want to see. I'm, I'm going to turn the light on in my car so you can actually see me. You're good. Um, You're good on my end. Okay, good. Uh, I want you to see my beautiful face. It, it, the viewership would go down significantly. <laughs> um, if, but then anyway uh no, no, in all seriousness it's uh it's really hard um to kind of see a clear safe perfect way out at this point uh we'll see kind of how things go, but um there's definitely been a, a lot of backlash, and so we'll see uh kind of where uh where things land but it's it's
1: definitely more precarious than than we thought even a week ago yeah and the one of the other reasons, I mean, of course they're backing out. Well, is because they want to, they want to protect us. But also, if they were, just think about it. If they actually just went through with it and said, "Yeah, screw it, let's go in there," and like I'm not saying they would, but they would also be threatening the season to be over completely again. Like this term, right. this this, right. this term would be called off, and there would literally be no point even doing a season. Because, like I said before, like, these matches are going towards regular season points. So right. where do you go from there? Like, yeah, there's, gonna, there's the going to be gets a stopping canceled,
0: point. there can't be a season. I don't, I don't there see there be. being a season. This no. is the way that MLS was like, this is our last resort. This is how we're going to get all these games in and make a regular season out of this. If MLS is back, the tournament is canceled. <laughs> MLS isn't back. <laughs> it's just, no, it's, it's not. It's not going to happen, and I don't see there being this like random. Like I don't think they can pull off what Nice is doing, uh, or NISA I guess I've been corrected on that, uh, a couple of days ago. Uh, but in uh, and, and what um, even like the USL Championship and, and USL League One are doing, this is uh, kind of a unique scenario where this is their one chance to get this right, and they haven't got it right as of yet. Uh, no. there's, there's still a sliver of hope and, and obviously things are still going along more or less as planned as of right now, but, uh, but yeah, that's a, it's a great point. Um, if, if this doesn't work out, that's, that's the season. Uh, so from yeah. Dallas's perspective, uh, going in and, and ruining the season for everybody else is obviously not, not the move. Um, no. so yeah, it's, it, it was definitely the right choice to make, uh, sad for Dallas supporters, um, sad for the for club. Sure. Uh, definitely a lot of quality there as we've already discussed last week and, and yeah. now, but, um, but yeah, the right decision. And hopefully uh, it's not in vain. Hopefully uh, we, we still get to see uh, our, our teams on the field.
1: Yeah. And I do think it's going to work out. It's just gonna, it's just going to be a lot of precautions taken uh, more serious precautions taken now that we've actually been serious about having a team drop out and stuff like that. Right. But um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I think it's gonna work out, but we just gotta take precautions. You have anything else on on that we should add to that? You know, that's <laughs> I, I don't know really. what else to say, man. Exactly.
0: It's, it's just I don't know. the the only The only other thing that I can think of is just the kind of the moral idea of the entire tournament itself. Obviously, different people fall in different camps there, but um, I, I guess uh, what what's your thought on that? As, as deep as you want to go there. Um, on whether soccer should be happening at all, um, I've I've definitely talked to people on all different sides of that that kind of moral dilemma uh, of should we should we even be playing soccer at all right now? Uh, what's your thought there? Well,
1: my Noted thought question. is, <laughs> yeah. Well, my thought is is really, I mean, before these players get on the pitch when they're on their training grounds, they're getting they're getting the they're not getting the the um, you know, the nasal testing or anything like that, but they're getting the forehead scan, they're getting it to body temps, and they're wearing the masks. Um, really, I mean, there's really not a lot you can do to prevent this. I mean, besides wearing your PPE and um, doing your drills that that, um, that consists of six feet apart, you know, and right. there's really nothing you can do because these symptoms are so like, you could be, asympt- you could be asymptomatic and not even notice.
0: No, right, which is a lot of these
1: it, right? cases. That's exactly. the dangerous
0: thing. Is it's like, whoa, like none of these people had symptoms, and, and they're spreading it around like
1: wildfire. Exactly, and so like, there's really, it's it's a shot in the dark. Unfortunately, it's a shot in the dark, and all we can do is pray and hope that the PPE and the and the medical staff and training staff can get these players on the pitch safe and off as well.
0: Right. Day, in and day and out. then and then that begs the question if that's all we can hope for is that the PP works and, and that things work, is this the right decision from MLS in the first place? Or does this feel like kind of a, a forced, uh, uh, not a money grab necessarily. Well, probably to some degree, but, but just a, a way to get people back on the field. Is it, is it worth doing? You know, is, is that in your view? And I know it's kind of a, a gray area for sure, but yeah,
1: exactly. I would say it goes both ways. It really does. Um, I don't like to say they just they want to get because they want to get the money again. But like, I mean, let's be honest. That's 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 in their minds. Yeah, that, that, that is that is.
0: Uh, it's definitely a yeah, pretty ingrained in the history of MLS to to make money-minded decisions.
1: So yeah, I mean. I really – I think it's smarter that they're doing it now. Well, of course. I mean, they have to do it. If they're going to do it, they have to do it now because it's yeah, later. It's time, yeah, it's the last resort. Yeah. But at the same time, we went – we spiked again. Mm. That's it's why – It's, worse. Still it's just because worse. In Florida. Spike. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't know why – Florida is the worst
0: state right now.
1: <laughs> I don't know why they can't just switch locations, but well, – that it, in it, itself
0: it, is difficult
1: because then you have to travel everybody yeah, out again and leave the bubble. It, 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 it is what it is, so yeah. I think I think it'll work out. It's just we just have to be patient and um, and just go with it, I guess, and just pray for the best.
0: That's right. I really hope so, man. A lot of prayers being offered right now, <laughs> all across the uh, the global all scene, all across but, the globe, but certainly in soccer as well.
1: Yes, indeed. So but yeah, there is one other game. I. I think it was Philadelphia. I think they're playing on nine. I think it's Philadelphia. I think they're playing at nine a.m. on Thursday.
0: Ooh, nine a.m. Oh, I can watch I that. I
1: know, That's you before watch my it. shift starts. Heck yeah! Heck. And I'll be working. Uh, oh, I think it's Phil. I, I I think it's Philadelphia, but I'm not for sure. But I know there is a game on Thursday at nine a.m.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah.
1: So that will be fun. Oh, it it is. It's um. I know it's. I know it's New York City for sure. I know okay. they're in the match for sure. So, yeah. Yeah. so that'll be okay. a good game. Um,
0: so that's our group then.
1: And that is your group. Because tomorrow was supposed to be the Nashville-Chicago fire game. But yeah. I guess that got postponed.
0: And that's because so like, Nashville has so many cases.
1: So, is and, really and, what it is?
0: and they haven't been canceled yet. But I believe that is the reason. Um, yeah. Or at least part of it. Um, because that is that's that's been uh, a worry for a while uh, in the national campus that that uh, they'll have to to leave as well. Uh, so that's yep. definitely something we're keeping an eye on. Uh, and myself as a, a secondary Nashville supporter, Nashville yep. being my second home. Uh, and gosh, man, that's that's is another story. But the plan is to go back there uh, in August for school. I, honestly, I got no clue if that's really going to happen or not. Um,
1: it's unfortunate, but. Yeah, what a weird world, dude. That's tough to think about. Um, dude, man, it's I don't like, know. But 2020 is just telling us, "Hey, hold my beer." <laughs> and I can't That's even. Drink. Basically... <laughs> I can, but uh, yeah, there's basically 2020 is just basically telling us to hold this beer and and uh, just be patient. But you know what? We can't be patient. We really can't
0: it's it's kind of impossible yeah and and you're gonna get a, a nice picture of uh the picturesque location in a which little I, a uh, little bit outdoors living oh yeah yeah a little bit of outdoors here in, in white georgia um love it. This, this, oh yeah all 600 people in this town love it
1: so what part of georgia is that in
0: uh it's in uh north georgia so about an hour north of atlanta um
1: kind of so like yeah we uh, not far from Dawsonville. I'm surprised cool, you cool. know what Dawsonville is. That's uh, it's the home of my favorite, my two favorite NASCAR drivers, dude. The
0: oh, there you go. Family.
1: Yeah, heck yeah. Man. No, we're
0: we're up there, man. We are. They're a little bit uh, east of us, so probably That's another right. another hour east. Uh, speaking of are- NASCAR,
1: speaking of NASCAR, go ahead and if you guys haven't listened to the newest Black Flagged episode with uh, featuring Dave Gleis and I, go ahead and listen to it. Do it. Listen and to it. And go ahead and listen. Go ahead and listen to uh, Small World Soccer Report as well. I believe. Uh, I believe Danny has a new episode up and running as well. Am I correct? Oh yeah.
0: Oh yeah. For we sure. always got new episodes up and running. For sure. Not For sure. A, this is still pretty shady. Uh, I'm. I still look like a, a
1: pretty evil character. Oh, you're good. You're good. Oh, yeah. No big deal. So let's go in. Is it too early to go into the Golden Boot? I think we could. Let's I do think it. We, I think we could do it because they're, they're, we can go pretty deep into this. Oh yeah. So, obviously, it's gonna be a striker. I think, of course. And, and um, let's 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 explain what, what that is for. Exactly. Let's go ahead. Go ahead and explain it.
0: Okay. Uh, I'll, yeah. Man, I'm doing all the work here. I don't. This is hey,
1: hey, hey I'm. You go ahead. I'll finish the rest. You go ahead.
0: You gotta one. pay me more, man. <laughs> this is this I'll, is insane. This is crazy, uh, but but no 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 in all, in all seriousness no. Um, so so essentially uh, we decided because last week we went through kind of a top ten of the best uh, supporter groups in uh, the MLS, and this week we're gonna take that to uh, on the field, uh, and we're gonna kind of uh, take a look at who we think uh, the the top ten most likely. Uh, for the golden boot of MLS's back uh, might be and so uh, as as Bryce said kind of jumped the gun a little bit but yeah we're, we're probably expecting it's going to be a striker uh, I can think of maybe a couple midfielders that could contend but mm-hmm. uh, we're just going to run through kind of like last week if you didn't listen last week you're a bum first of all you should have listened to last week <laughs> but if you didn't Uh, We just kind of ran back and forth uh, with kind of 10 for each of us and back. And so we just kind of bounced back and forth with uh, from 10 all the way up to one. uh, And that's that's kind of how the format will look for tonight as well. Uh, So, Bryce, uh, where
1: where are you headed for number 10? So number 10, I'm actually going to go. Well, I'm going to start for the midfielder and. uh, I think it's going to be. I think at number 10, it could be a Felipe Gutierrez. out was sporting KC. Um, not, okay. I mean, of course, I mean, that's my favorite team, but Felipe had a little bit of a, a down year last year. Um, his, um, his, uh, debut year with a uh, sporting in uh, I think it was uh, 2017 or no, it was 2018. He came, he made a crazy, a crazy jump and had, I think it was at least 10 goals that season. But, yeah. um, I definitely think Felipe is one of those guys that could, that you really need to mark up on or else he's going to get you with those shots beyond the 18.
0: There you go. I mean, the only thing is, though, I'm, I'm trying to think of a team that's actually going to advance, you know, into the knockouts. You know, it's going to have more games, you know, because the more mm-hmm. games you play, the more you score. Right? Exactly. For KC, I just – I don't know, man. I, it's a tough technically... group.
1: It's a very tough group.
0: <laughs> no, I'm playing. But, yeah, no, I, I mean, that's – that's, that's a good shout. Um, and I think for a midfielder, he's definitely, uh, at, at the top of that list of people who could, uh, who could, who could do that and, and surprise for some sure. people. Yep. For sure. For sure. Yeah. So I guess it's on me now. Number 10, it's, it's tough kind of down here towards the bottom. There's a lot of people you could choose from, you know, at the end of the mm-hmm. day, it's just kind of guessing how things go, who's prepared better than others. Uh, you know, I am going to go with uh, a New York City player, Haber, uh, uh, and he is uh, their Brazilian striker. He has come on the scene very quickly uh, and, and converted a lot of goals, uh, kind of similar to Dom Dwyer in a way. Uh, just finishes from up close really well, pretty creative as well uh, for uh, kind of an upfront man at uh, number nine. Uh, I think he's going to uh, definitely show up. He's the kind of player who just works hard, uh, the kind of player I would have tagged to, uh, to work very hard in this offseason. Uh, when other people aren't, he's the guy uh, kind of taking the time to work um, and, and improve his game. Uh, I just, I, that, I kind of have that sense about him. I don't know why um, yep. maybe just kind of like he just on the field, but, uh, but yeah, I think he's the kind of guy who could definitely show up. He's got the skill, he's got the ability. Uh, and I think he's got the work rate that's going to shine through uh, when it won't for other players. So that's my number 10
1: is, is Aver. For sure. Yeah. i totally agree with you on that one. Uh he, he really made an impact. Uh, he, it was afterburner straight, and it was done. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah. Yep. And I mean, he—I didn't even know who he was, and then I saw he was like fourth in the the leading goal scores list last year. I was like, "Who? Huh? Who the heck is that? Like, he, 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 Heber? Who? He, Heber? <laughs> what? Who is that man? I was like, "Oh, dang, he's good." So yeah, I mean, he. He shocked a lot of
1: people already, and he—I think—he is fully capable of doing it again, for sure. For sure. So my number nine is going to be a striker, and I'm actually going to go with uh, CJ Sapong out of uh, Chicago Fire. That's a good um, one. He is definitely—he's um, definitely a sneaky player. Um, his speed's insane, um, but like, kind of like Dom Dwyer, he's crazy on finishes. But, yeah, that's my, number, that's my number nine.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. And he's been a lot of places, um, real experienced. Obviously, I remember him pretty well from Philadelphia. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he's, he's a quality guy. Uh, he's definitely a veteran. Uh, so maybe one last chance for him to hit that, uh, that golden boot mark for sure. For sure. And, you know, I'm, I'm going to continue with that vibe, actually. I'm going to go with uh, a, a very uh, seasoned veteran, uh, one of the best to play in MLS. I'm going to go with Chris Wondolowski. Uh, and that might be a bit more of a stretch. Uh, obviously, he's not exactly in his prime, but that man scores goals. He knows where to be. He's got the reflexes, just the, the innate ability that great strikers have to find the ball in goal-scoring opportunities. He's going to get goals in this tournament. If not, San Jose are doomed. Uh, he's going to
1: have to show up, uh, and I think he does here. He does. Yep. I mean, shit, he's leading all-time leading MLS scorer. I mean, Right. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> He's crazy, and I think what's crazy about him is he didn't. He started his his uh, goal scoring so late in his career in the MLS, and it just yeah. skyrocketed. Oh yeah, But, that, yeah, that's yeah. pretty and cool it, about
0: that. And he's been so consistent over the years too. He's a late bloomer, but he's also been uh, late with how consistent he's been. It's it's unheard of for somebody to be in their mid thirties, uh, and, and unless unless they come from Europe and there's lots on right, but like yeah. I mean you've had very few exceptions of players who've lasted this long consistently at an MLS level who have just been really solid that you can rely on. Uh, they're just, those players aren't in our league. Uh, and so it's, it's been cool to watch him just that consistency over and over again, every year, he finds a way to put 10 goals in the net, you know? Um, right, exactly. So I, I think he's totally
1: capable of of having a, a burst of goals here. For sure. For sure. Yeah. It's yeah, that's, crazy so my number eight i've been thinking and um i definitely think uh a number eight could be a uh maybe a darlington Nagbe. Ooh, okay maybe? i like that
0: he maybe? He, helped, he helped us earn one of these no, oh you can't see it anymore you can kind of see Oh, i can see
1: it i can see it i can see it, good, can see it.
0: oh yeah. yeah i think look at i, that. I think Darling- <laughs> look at that beauty right there oh Oh yeah, him.
1: I see the beauty. I see the only the kiss beard. I'm gonna
0: get for the next like five years, but I'll take it. Anyway,
1: <laughs> yeah, Darlington, I'd be um, yes g- good with the feet. His his quick like all around, he's a great player. His ball skills, his the his quickness with the feet, his awareness, his touches. He doesn't have. There's a very very rare Moa where he has a bad touch from the ball. Mm. Yeah, and yeah, really. And a lot, um, a lot of his goals, it's normally just a one, it's just a one touch. It's just a, a trap and shoot, really, just, yeah. quit, just yeah. a quick quick short trap. And then Super shoot simple. It. But he can shoot yep. from range. He's accurate. Um, his finesse and, shots are insane.
0: Oh, yeah. No, one. He's, he's trying to create a shot, he creates his shot. And it's rare. Sure. But, I mean, I think this is the type of tournament where you could just see kind of a, a random fluke, a random flurry of goals from him. Um, that's the kind, of, the kind of scoring that he has. Uh, so if he's really on point and he shows up, uh, it's, it's a Columbus side that is open for a player like that uh, in sure. Atlanta. He didn't score very well just because that wasn't his role. You know, we had a lot of players who could score in the attack. Uh, that was our strong suit. And so you saw Yosef Martinez, obviously scoring a lot of goals. You saw PT, you saw Ezekiel Barco uh, and, and Nagby was totally content playing that kind of central midfield role, holding everything together. Uh, but in, in uh, uh, Portland, he did a very good job scoring goals. He played very on the wing for a while, yes, uh, he did. so I think in Columbus, where he has that opportunity to be a, a, a key player once again, uh, that might be where he really starts to uh, tally up some more goals.
1: For sure, for sure. Yep, um, I definitely see him making a making a big impact for sure. I
0: yeah, no, and, and maybe he leads. I, I honestly, I think he's more likely to lead in assists, which I can totally see yeah. happening. Uh, But at the same time, he's just that kind of player that that could just as easily lead and assist as he could in defensive tackles as he could in goals. He's just that balanced of a player. But, yeah, I like that pick. I like that pick kind of as an outside number eight quality. Yep.
1: Thank you. All right.
0: Hmm. Well, you know, my number eight, this is – it gets harder, I feel like, every time because I just have too many players bouncing around in my head that I think it could be – uh, and you'll never – you'll very rarely hear me praise an Orlando City player, uh, but I will very briefly, as briefly as possible right now because I do feel it's fair. Uh, I'm going to go with Dwyer. Dom Dwyer is my number eight, uh, and the reason is because Orlando City is literally so bad in attack that he's, he's really the only option they have as far as in front of goal getting, getting opportunities. They're in such a weak group that they will score. I think they'll score. I think they'll score a lot against Inter-Miami. I think they'll score a lot against their other opponents in that 16 group. Because like we've discussed before, it's atrocious. I mean, it's so bad. Uh, So, I mean, there's going to be opportunities to score. If he takes advantage of them, he could have a really high uh, output of goals, even if the team doesn't perform very well. Uh, I could see them losing a lot of shootouts. I could see him capitalizing on a lot of defensive mistakes out of the gate. Uh, I I see. That's kind of my dark horse, where I'm like, you know what? Maybe Dwyer does show up, and and he he has a good tournament here, and, and he takes advantage of some some positive
1: circumstances, uh, and and gets some goals. For sure. That's yeah, um, Dwyer. I mean, and then once again, it all really comes down to that midfield that um that <laughs> Orlando does not have, unfortunately. Um no. That really, I mean, a lot. <laughs> i lot of, I mean a lot of his goals have to come from the midfield. I mean shit all all goals come from the midfield normally. But uh, yeah, that's get that's going to be a big part for sure. So my pick um my number 7 I'm on number 7, correct? Yes. Yeah, I'm on number 7 okay, can't even My count. No- <laughs> My number 7 is actually a go to the Sporting KC striker old Johnny Russell. Okay. Johnny Russell um out of Scotland uh solid player. Yeah uh he's as soon as sporting picked him up i was in love with the pick i mean seeing what he did over at derby derby county and um over in the uk and yeah um he's gonna have a great uh, i think he'll have a great um a great term term of this uh this week or not this week from uh 8th july 8th august for sure he'll have some goals
0: Yep, yep. I certainly hope so. Um, I, I would like to see him succeed for sure. Uh, I, I'm I'm interested to see how much playing time he gets, though, because we've talked about SKC having a very, very solid lineup up front. Uh, yeah, do. I don't even know that he'll play every match. There's just so much quality there. Uh, do yeah. you think he's going to have a lot of starting time?
1: I think he will. Um, really, it all comes down to um, if they want to, like, I don't know if they want to risk like a lot of um, players like due to injury. Like I, I don't know, but I definitely do see, of course, Polito and Johnny Russell being up there on the top. Um, if Johnny Russell does get subbed out or if he does get uh, um, knocked down to second position, you would see maybe like a uh, Kyrie Shelton or a yeah. Jerstof or a Fernandez taking a spot.
0: Right, right. That could be anybody. <laughs>
1: so, it it I mean, could be anybody.
0: Honestly, I could I could see any of those three guys in form. Uh, potentially challenging honestly both of the spots but probably mm-hmm. uh probably Russell's first before polito would be my thought yeah
1: polito's Pul- gonna be in that every time they're, they're, that's what I'm dating They did not yeah. they, they they spend that much money on him for no reason right maybe he, maybe a, uh, a
0: three striker lineup up front maybe
1: <laughs> I, I, I I'd, <laughs> this I'd like all to, out I'd like to see a Gerso, uh a Gerso, polito and uh Russell combination that'd be pretty cool
0: yeah <laughs> Yeah, just three central strikers just for the heck of it.
1: Why not? But, yeah, that's my
0: pick. There you go. All right, all right. So uh, they going with Johnny Russell. Uh, yes, Man, sir. number seven. You know, I am uh, – I'm kind of torn on this. Uh, I think that I'm going to go ahead and pick – oh, man, there's so many options. Uh, there is. I guess – So many options. I know, I know. I'm gonna go with, uh, hmm, man, it's hard. I, mm, I really, I may regret saying this. I could see this guy scoring absolutely zero goals, just as much as I could see him challenging for the golden boot. I'm going with uh, Josie Altur, uh, and I, I'm not a huge fan of this man's play with the national team. I'm really not. He's, he's not. He's not showed up. Uh, but no, at the same time, he his style of play is one that I think will be perfect for this set of circumstances. And I say that because he's physical. He's in the air. He's challenging for, for aerial balls. He's he's picking up scrappy loose balls. He He's the guy that's going to capitalize on all of your defensive mistakes. He's the guy that's going to take a poor cross and make something out of it. He's the guy that's going to deflect a ball in. He, he is the guy that you want when the touch is bad, when the creativity is low, when all of the things that you take for granted in the soccer match, the flow, the finesse of the game, when it's not there, what it boils down to is that physicality, that ability to create something out of just those bare bones opportunities. That's who Josie Altador is. And, and because of that, even though I'm not a big fan of him with the national team, even though I think he's a little bit overhyped, even at Toronto, I think that he deserves this top 10 spot just because his style
1: of play works for this scenario. For sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. You couldn't say, you could have said it any better. He is a hit or miss. He's mm-hmm. getting up there. He's getting up there in the age. Um, he does. I will say he does have a good midfield um, in Toronto. He does. Yeah. And uh, that could play the through ball. And um, yeah, I, I, if he scores goals, I see maybe, I want to say four, four goals. Okay, okay. Which, which, is, which is quite a bit. I mean, yeah, for him, that, that that's that's quite a bit.
0: Although I also yeah. see Toronto going pretty far. I see him yeah. having more opportunities to score than, uh, say, Orlando, you know, or, or somebody mm-hmm. who, who we don't expect to go very far. So, it, you know, you also have to consider that I, there's definitely a, a lot of variables. So we'll, we'll see how that pans out. But, yeah, I agree. I, yeah. I see him kind of in that middling range. Um, maybe, you know, if if things work out really well and and he capitalizes on some opportunities, you see him in that golden boot race.
1: Yeah, for sure. So, my number 6, oh, this is a tough oh, I one, get the number but um right. my number 6 um so due to um to uh uh Villa being out I'm gonna go with the other one, uh, good old Rossi. I think Rossi go. I think Rossi's going to be, up, be up there for sure. That's okay. gonna be the man that's gonna be the man they're going to be looking at to get those goals and this yeah. is laFC I'm talking about, and this laFC team is good. They have a great cool. midfielder this this de- the defense is for sure going to be anchoring out there. They will get that ball through the midfield, and midfield will definitely get that ball through,
0: yeah. No, I, 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 that's a great pick, um, and I, I really like that because Vela's out, and Rossi is the next man up to be that X-Factor. He already kind of was. He was a little bit overshadowed and, and kind of the, he the was. big news stories. And every. and Obviously, Vela is completely deserving of all the attention he gets, but Rossi's a creative player in his own right, and he's exactly the kind of player that can take over that role, and that's why I don't worry about LAFC as much as I would uh, for other clubs who lose their star player because Rossi can step in there instantly. He can be that guy. And LAFC, Bob Bradley can play the way he always has and just slot Rossi into that role. He's not Carlos Vela. Of course he isn't, but he can play with that style. He has the, a similar level of ability to where that's not going to be a huge issue, in my opinion. Um, that's, that, that's a fantastic pick. I think he, this is his moment to really stand out uh, and prove himself. For sure.
1: And the reason I did say Vila because I always, for some reason, I always get Devin Vila and Carlos Vela mixed up just for some ah, okay. reason. But yeah, just because of the name. But yeah, for sure, I think it's got to be a Ross is going to be up there for sure. Yeah, yeah.
0: No, and I have to say Vela because I speak Spanish. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, exactly. Not, no like I Vila. literally can't envision the letters in my head and not say it right. It's, it's funny. We, we, and in Georgia, we have like these like Hispanic derived town names but we pronounce them like Georgians. So it's hilarious. So like there's a, a town in South Georgia that looks like Martinez and we pronounce it Martinez. And I just hate that in my heart. Like my soul is just melted away. Every time I hear somebody say Martinez, it's like, no, how, have you never been to any taco restaurant ever? Like how do you not know how to pronounce Martinez? But they call it Martinez and, and, yeah, and I, there are a lot more examples, but anyway, that's, that's my, my spiel. But, um, but yes, no, it's, it's fully understandable. And you would, you would have a home in Georgia calling him Vila. <laughs> you,
1: would, you would. Awesome. Love that. But, uh,
0: but yeah, no. So, so my number six, uh, you know, I think we'll stay in Georgia. I'm going to go with an Atlanta United player, uh, and it's going to be Ezekiel Barco. Uh, and it has to be because he's just, uh, in fact, it's a pretty similar scenario uh, to LAFC. Um, and I, I say that because Yosef Martinez, obviously out with an injury, he's, he's out for uh, the majority, if not this entire tournament. Um, and so it's kind of next man up in the attack for Atlanta as well. Uh, and you look at Barco, he was a, a really heralded arrival, obviously he came for almost $20 million as a transfer fee. And, and so we expected a lot from him instantly and we didn't quite get that um, our first year. But, but in his second year, Uh, He really started to produce and and turn himself into a quality player and really fit into our system. He started to work well with Frank DeBoer's tactics. And now he's the kind of guy that can step in at exactly the right timing. It feels like this year it it was when he was poised to break out. And now he's got the chance to do that with Josef Martinez Hurt. uh, And again, at that wing spot, exactly where Rossi's been. Uh, I I think it's, it's an opportunity for him to really break free He's, again, that kind of creative guy. Uh, I mean, this is – we talked about Josie Altidore and how this is a perfect scenario, a perfect setup for him. It's kind of the opposite from Barco. This is not really what he would have wanted. He thrives on being the creative, technical player. Um, but, I mean, this is our chance to see whether he's really been honing in on that. Um, if he's put in the work, put in the training, uh, and he's really put himself at that next level, uh, this is his moment for europe to see him uh he's still very young he's still got that that uh dream in his mind very uh very possibly and and very uh attainably right now to play for the biggest clubs in europe Um, and this is that moment where he has to prove himself so i think he does that i
1: think he's definitely in the conversation for golden boot for sure so yeah that's a great pick um did you guys uh just saying, I I sent you a picture. Did you guys just sign that uh, that midfielder from uh, Tigres? We did. Yeah, Jurgen Dom. Yeah, that's gonna yeah, be that's, and... that'd be interesting. And you know what? Honestly, I'm gonna throw him in there. He's gonna make an impact.
0: Okay. That's yeah. My, that's no. my number five. What? And, and you know what's interesting? I'm not a hundred percent certain if he. I I've, I've heard reports that uh, he will not actually be eligible. Oh, really? Um, yeah. And the reason, is you know, I guess, this is. It, the same thing with uh, Leandro Gonzalez Perez, who is one of our center backs. He got sold to uh, Tijuana in uh, the Mexican League Liga MX, and uh, and he got sold to Inter Miami like last week. And so he is ineligible to play. And and, and I'm not, I'm not sure. I don't think they've released the exact uh, uh, kind of breakdown of what those rulings are. Uh, but it is uh, I I don't think Jurgen will be able to play for us. So.
1: Right, so it's probably so, not going to
0: be a very fruitful number five
1: pick. <laughs> right, so I, I'm going to change it up, of course. I'm actually going to go ahead and go with um, Hmm. – I'm going to go with Bizarro. I'm going to go with uh, Rodolfo Bizarro out of uh, Inter. I think he can make an impact. Um, I mean, reason he is my number five is you, you really don't know because that you don't know about that, that Inter Miami team so I'm right. looking for my number five with um for to make impact I yeah he had, he had a pretty nice goal um in his debut um I think he can maybe continue that hopefully I think so
0: I agree uh and I think he's got that quality and I also think he's at a great team to be able to to really push for those goals because it's all going to have to come through him uh, now yes. how many goals they score is another story we'll see what they do but if they are to score goals and they are to move forward, it's going to have to come through Pizarro pretty heavily. Um, so, I mean, that's – if we're betting that Inter-Miami has a successful run through this, uh, that's definitely the guy that you look at uh, to be challenging for that gold boot. Yeah, I like for that sure. pick. I like it. For sure. Hmm. So, I'm up for I know, It's getting five. tough. It's getting it is. Tough. It's getting harder. Uh, so, you know, I think uh, – man, this is tough. Um, you know, this is probably when I probably would have taken uh, an FC Dallas player, but I can't do that at this point. Uh, although I guess if you chose Jurgen Dom, I'd probably good. <laughs> but, uh, but no, you know, this is tough. And honestly, I really want to be biased and choose a Nashville player, but there's not one. <laughs> as really? much as I, I want them to succeed. Daniel Rios is uh, our big – you know what? Just kidding. I'm gonna go out on a limb. He's not a striker. He is uh, unproven in MLS, but this is the one man that I could be biased for Nashville SC about, uh, who really has the quality that it's, it's somewhat feasible. And that's Renda Leal. Uh, he is uh, a Costa Rican international, which obviously I, I spent uh, some time in Costa Rica recently. So this is like double bias for me. First of all, it's Nashville. And second of all, he, uh, well, it's honestly triple bias. Uh, Cause he's from Costa Rica and then he played uh, in Costa Rica for the, our local team and the city I lived in. Uh, and so it's just, it's a, it's a, a hat trick of biases for me. Uh, but Randall Leal is a super uh, uh, crafty player. He's, he reminds me of Ezekiel Barco a lot um, and it's the same idea. He's got European scouts looking at him uh, and this is his moment to kind of prove uh, that he's able to, to live up to that challenge. Um, it, it's, it's the same idea where I was, just, I was just about to mention it. Nashville doesn't have really an out-and-out striker uh, who is, is ready to dominate at the MLS level. Uh, Daniel Rios last year was fantastic. He about led. Uh, he, he was, I think, very close to the golden boot in USL. Uh, and obviously, Nashville had a pretty successful season there. Uh, but it, this is another level, obviously. MLS is a pretty severe step up. Uh, when you have so much more money involved, uh, it's, it's a little bit more than, say, the championship to the Premier League. Uh, so it's, it, I, I can't expect him really to, to challenge for a position like that in the Golden Boot. Uh, but I think I could say Leal doing that. Uh, if, yep. And it's another kind of uh, uh, pick like Pizarro. Uh, if Nashville really show up and, and, and score goals consistently, I think it's going to come through Randall Leal. I think it's going to surprise people. Uh, I don't think he's a guy that people are keying in on defensively. Uh, so I think he gets away with it for a few games, you know, kind of, kind of, they let him do his own thing. They're not building their defensive tactics around him. And he, uh, he comes out and he does a good job. Maybe
1: he's uh, he scores a few early and, and puts himself in contention right away. Yeah, for sure. I like that. I really do like that. And I'm going to pick this guy for, them, for my number four, but, I don't know if he's healthy or not. Is Jordan Morris healthy? Ah,
0: that's a great question. I was thinking about him. I don't know. Uh, I, as far as I know, I think he is going to play. I don't know in what capacity because, uh, obviously, he's, he's been dealing with injury. But uh, I, I, I think he is eligible, and I think he has traveled with the team. I have to check on that. I have to fact-check yeah. myself after this. Well. If um, he is healthy,
1: that's how I'm going to go with. Well, you know what? Okay. I'm just going to go with him anyways. There you go. Jordan Morris is a great Good player. Pick. Um, he's a – I honestly think he's a very, very underrated national team player. He is. He's quality. Very underrated. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to go Jordan Morris for the number, yeah. For number like four. Yeah, I like that.
0: I like that. No, he is quality, and, and he scores goals pretty well, too. Um, he's got the speed to uh, to beat defenders, obviously, and – He's a pretty well rounded striker. He's a I think. big,
1: he's a stocky dude, too. He, looks, he is, like, like, yep. looks like a rugby player.
0: He does, yeah. No, and he's quick, too. So, he, he's again, a physical player uh, that reminds you of Josie Altador a little bit in play style. Um, maybe sure. a better finisher than Josie is. Um, so, yeah, if, if he's at full capacity, uh, I, I like that pick for sure. Yep. Mm, my number four. You know, I am going to go with, uh, with Christian polito Uh, and I, yeah. I, I think that will make you happy for sure. Um, but it, it is, it's deserved. Correction. Um, sorry. Sorry to hold
1: it. Alan, Alan Pulido. Or what'd I say? He's Christian polito Oh, great job. You're dude. good. You're good. Uh, yeah,
0: You're good. Alan Nobody, Pulido, I, knew, I knew you were talking about it. You're good. Uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, Alan polito for me, obviously, uh, a really, uh, a, a, positive player in that he just, whenever he touches the ball, it feels like good things happen. Uh, and I think, obviously, that, that looks like goals in a lot of cases yeah. for him. Um, and I think uh, he, he's got the players around him uh, to put him in a good position to score well, uh, and that's his role. Uh, you look at certain strikers and certain attacking midfielders and they're, they're game-changing players, but their role isn't necessarily to score within that team. That is exactly what Polito's role is within Sporting KC's team. He is there to bang in as many goals as possible and to do it in countless different ways. That kind of feels like the striker that he is. He's super versatile, but everything he does is around goal scoring. I think he's a great pick uh, to, to really be in that
1: conversation when all this is said and done. Yeah, and that's yeah, a great pick. You know what? And um, I'm going to follow, follow you up on that one. And my number three is going to be Alan Polito. Uh, there you go. And like you said, like every time he touches the ball, he does something with it. Like literally right. every touch, like literally every touch he has had. Yeah, my phone's at ten percent right now. So, <laughs> but um, every touch that he has had this year has had a great thing happen. He had in um, his uh, debut game against Vancouver, he had assist and a goal. Like, and this is all in, like in the first half. His whole, not his whole his goal was a header and it was a tremendous header one of the hardest tires I think I've ever seen even done like the way he got the way he contacted with it way the yeah. way he saw like, it. just this like,
0: doesn't happen
1: on a header it doesn't it doesn't and you saw yeah. it, and you saw it right it talking about. yeah it was yeah. A, it was a redirect goal and no um, and I mean the, to, to
0: whip that with as much power as he yeah. did like in that angle, it doesn't happen.
1: Yeah. No, he's creative. And it
0: doesn't he knows what to do to score goals. I totally agree. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And and then one more thing, In his goal against uh Houston from just just uh just in front of the eighteen. Who hits it from that corner with that much speed and that much curl? I've yeah, never it's... seen a that, that that was ridiculous. And like when he made that goal, I jumped. Like I I literally about I should have break Brick. I was so excited. <laughs> yes, yeah. indeed. Polito, Pul- um, the number nine. Polito is my number three. There you go. Yeah, I like that. I like that.
0: Hmm. And now we come to my weird pick that, that people will probably be like, what are you doing? You're stupid. And I probably am. But I'm, I'm going to go with uh, a guy from RSL, and that's Joel Plata. Uh, he is uh, an Ecuadorian international uh, an, another country that I uh, have a little bit of bias towards. I love Ecuador. Uh, but uh, he's, Oh, now my phone's starting to run out of battery. Oh, uh, We'd uh, wrap it
1: up quick, but yeah. Uh,
0: they're telling us that our phones are like, <laughs> no more. Uh, but no, uh, I'm going with you all, Plata. And uh, yeah. he's just, he is, uh, he's on the wing. He's known for kind of creating opportunities uh, but I think RSL is in a great position uh, to really do well in this tournament. I see them as kind of a dark horse uh, going pretty far. Uh, and I, I, I see them doing it with goal scoring. Uh, and so I think it can't be a predictable guy uh, from RSL. I think it's got to be somebody who's capable, but isn't necessarily the star man.
1: Uh, and for me, uh, that's platinum. Yeah. So my number two um, – this might shock you, but my two, my number two um, is going to be Valeri. Ah,
0: well, it, it, it may not
1: shock me. You might, uh, you, you you might you might hear you know, his name again. You know he he had a quiet he had somewhat of a quiet year last year. He did. and um, and like once again he's kind of like that Dom Dwyer. He needs to find get in his groove again and, and find the um, right touches. But um, I definitely see David Valeri uh, make an impact.
0: Yeah, sure. No, I agree, and uh, you might be shocked to hear that that's also my number two. Uh, okay, Diego cool. Valeri is ex- exactly who I had in mind. Um, he is a fantastic player and criminally underrated. He did have a, a, an off year last year, but he's so talented, man. He reminds me a lot of Pulido, uh, and in the way that he just creates opportunities so well from nothing. Uh, and you just see him touch the ball, and you know something's going to happen. Uh, and he just provides that kind of spark and he's, he's just, he, he's a spark plug, but he's also a controlled spark plug. And that is rare. Uh, he is a, a, a rare breed of attacking mid uh, in just the control that he has. Uh, and he's, he's the type of player that has just enough speed, just enough creativity, just enough of what you expect from somebody uh, in the gold boot race, but also just enough control, just enough balance, just enough of a work ethic to where, you know, I am confident he has been working as hard as humanly possible. There are, there are no players out working Diego Valeri right now, whether it's in quarantine, whether it's here at MLS's back training. It doesn't matter what the circumstances are. I promise you that man is – and, I mean, I, I, I know nothing about the Portland Timbers camp and their squad, but I, I would not be surprised to hear that he's the first one in and the last one out at every training. I would not be surprised to hear – that he is kind of the motor behind all of that emotionally, um, and that's the resolve that you need in this kind of scenario. You have to be able to rise above it mentally, emotionally, uh, as well as physically, and he's the guy that's going to
1: do that. For sure, I def- I definitely agree agree with you. Couldn't say it any better. So, number, number one, my number one gets real. Gets very real. You know, I mean. I feel like I'm shooting myself in the foot on this one probably because I know and and I'm gonna admit, I probably am, but <sighs> you know what? No. I just changed my mind because um I was gonna pick Chicharito for number one.
0: Oh but I'm not, snap.
1: But, but I'm not going to. Good. I'm gonna go ahead and pick Wandoloski for number one.
0: Ah, okay. Okay. I'm gonna wow. pick Wanda.
1: I'm gonna pick number Wanda. One. Number one. I'm picking Woo. Wanda because I I I just don't see Chicharito making. I really I think he's a great player. He's done he's done a lot of great things, but I don't think he's that big big impact player. Um, No, he's not the Golden Boot guy. He isn't. He is not. He's not Zlatan. (laughs) He's not Zlatan. But but why do I think Wando? But I really think it might be Wando because he's just he ages good and the way he he reads the ball, he reads his midfield, he makes his runs and he finishes. And really that's all you need at that it's really all you need. He he's just not, he's a hard he's a hard guy to read. And mm. yeah, I, I definitely think that he can make a big impact. And like once like like you said um recently, they have to go far for him get a lot of goals. But if he can make his date in their debut cup match if he can get two goals, like, right off the bat, I think he might smooth sail for the rest of that tournament. He sure could. I, and that that might be a little generous to go number one. I,
0: I'm surprised, but I like the pick. Obviously, I chose him in my own top ten. He's He's got the chops, man. He really does. Um, and I would I would be very happy for him. I, yeah, root same. him long, I guess unless you're a Galaxy fan, you probably hate him, which is fair because it's your yeah. rival. But, I mean, he's just – such a quality player, very unfortunate that he had the exit he did from the national team. Um, it was an unfortunate miss in the world cup, of course, uh, that he's, he's blamed for quite a bit, but, um, in reality, he's one of the best strikers we've had in, in my lifetime. Um, and in my, my time of watching the national team. So, uh, he's, he's definitely deserving of a, of a high ranking. Um, for me, my number one, which I've been holding out on, he is the guy I was I was thinking about this whole time. It is Diego Rossi, um, and he's just—it's perfect positioning, it's perfect timing. This is the guy that, if if Carlos Vela was not at LAFC, it would be Rossi leading the league in goals. I really do believe that uh, he's the type of player that succeeded at Atlanta. He's the type of player that's already succeeding at LAFC. We're talking about yep. it like. He's this like second string guy who's getting his chance with the first. He's been playing with the first team. He's been dominating. He's he's been an all league player with Carlos Villa on the field. Without him, he is the man. He's the X factor at a very quality team all around. It, it is the perfect scenario. I, it's his golden boot to lose. Could he lose it? Yes. Do we have any idea what the heck's going to happen in this entire no, – nobody, no, nobody knows we're going to have a tournament. We might have nope. two games and then everybody gets COVID and they leave. Nobody knows. But if, if we know anything and, and if we can bet on anything, for me, it's that Diego Rossi is going to have the best opportunity. It's going to be his to lose uh, this golden boot. It, he has the best scenario, the best ability, the best position, uh, uh, the best set of skills – to score the most goals in this tournament if he doesn't it's his loss or somebody absolutely skyrockets that we don't expect
1: yep that's a good pick that is a good pick i like it i like it too so our phones are dying we are uh gonna have to cut it short because i definitely do not want my phone to die and let's not to, to lose this episode so let's on not. that let's please not. so on that note since if you, you lose the episode, it, if you lose the episode, I'm firing you. You're done. <laughs> go and go ahead and do it. So on Absolutely. that note, so on that note, this is On the Pitch, a Game on Sports podcast. Thanks for having us, Scott. Thanks for coming on and listening to us. Go Sporting KC. Atlanta. Uh, Atlanta, Atlanta, yeah. You guys Atlanta. go too. I can't see that hat.
0: I don't care. Atlanta. <laughs> you guys Love have you a guys. good one. Love we you Pace. Peace. Thank you so much for listening. This has been On the Pitch and uh, on behalf of everyone at Game On Sports Podcast and, of course, my good friend Bryce Miller. uh, Misled to support Sporting KC, but we love him anyway. Uh, Thank you, and uh, we'll see you guys next week, faithfully as ever, uh, to make your Wednesdays brighter with On the Pitch, and uh, we'll be uh, uh, joined by an MLS match. So that'll make your Wednesday even more bright. Uh, That's obviously going down tonight. You can get it on uh, probably all the ESPN networks, ESPN Plus as well. Uh, But thank you guys as always for watching. See you guys next week.
1: Sweet. Peace.